It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode number 381. It is an Articles of News episode, which means we will be doing some, but certainly not all, of the latest and greatest in news. There's too much going on. Uh, I, Richie T., am joined by Andrew Mayer from Texas by way of the uh, Red Brick House, Red Church, the Joseph Smith. What is that thing that's in your back? The Red, the Joseph Smith store in, in, in Nauvoo. My bad. I wish people could see all the cool um uh, backgrounds i give for you richie richie can see them yeah it's literally only for me we don't do this live for people to be able to see but maybe in the future maybe we get a few more patreon subscribers we could do that we could certainly be that uh have that be a thing that we would share for people to be able to watch online patreon.com slash the cultural hall if you want to be a part of that very exclusive group there's a like half like a half a hundred people in that group People who uh, have decided I'm a hey, member. Yeah, I'm a member. Yeah, people who've said, "Hey, you know what? I, I, I'd like to pay to be a little part of this." And and you get uh, some exclusive content in that I'll come in and sometimes and be like, "Hey, you know who I just interviewed? Look forward to that in the future." Or other times it'll be things like, uh, "Hey, this is what we're thinking about. What do you think about this?" Uh, and an opportunity for you to relate with other folks. Uh, who feel just as passionately about the cultural hall. You know, and it's a fun community. It's a fun community. You like it? Get, yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to you, know, you get a lot of different points of view on it. And it's it's very, um, as Mormons go, it's very diverse in that regard. Uh, Andrew, uh, tell me what's new with you since we visited with you last. You're in Texas. People will know that. You also do a lot of the work on the uh, cultural hall Facebook page, which, P.S., let me give a little plug here. If you're not following us on Facebook yet, you should. We're trying to get to 9,000 by uh, general conference, so uh, there's a little... Beat out Twitter, yeah, right? Yeah, there's Twitter's a little, ahead of us. little bit of a race, a little bit of a race. Yeah. Harder to get followers, I think, on Twitter, so you may still have the advantage. I think you're about 600, 600 and some change off of 9,000, and Twitter's like 100 and something off of 9,000, yeah. but a well, race to the end to for sure. You might be able to pull ahead. Yeah, you could do it. Like the, we're like the tortoise, right? Yeah, 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 steady yeah, 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 yeah. Some might say that Twitter's like the tortoise, so that might be an argument. But um, <laughs> aside from the stuff you do at the cultural hall, what's new? What's happening? My fence fell down. Oh, okay. My fence fell. So Friday I went out and, you know, and, and I knew it was coming. It was just rotten. Mm-hmm. Like the cross pieces were rotten. And I'm like, it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I'm kind of glad it happened because right now I'm not traveling anywhere. And normally I travel every week somewhere. Um, but be- between some travel reductions we're doing at work, is, and is then that, the coronavirus. Is, I was just going to say, is that due to corona or it's aside from corona? No, there was a little bit of a reduction prior to, and now because of the coronavirus, it's just like stopped. Yeah. I have nothing booked. Nothing. It's weird to look look at my phone, look down at my phone, and like I have no um, Southwest Airlines telling me I got a flight yeah, tomorrow. Time, no it's, one t- to it's time in. to check in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any of that. It's weird. It's like I, I, I don't even. I feel disconnected from the world because I don't have these airlines telling. Well, and your wife's, <laughs> your wife's looking at your calendar, being like, "Okay, geez, when, when is he going to Can he go somewhere else?" Please? I think she went out and like broke the fence because she knew it would keep me busy. <laughs> no, she didn't. That would be awesome if she did. But <laughs> so, just, just rotted. He'll stay outside. Pre- pretty and, old fence. Yeah, it was original. So my house is built in 2007. So, you know, it's just, just over time, it's just rotted. You know what, you know what, you know what you do though? Pro tip, save the wood from your wood fence because you can uh, repurpose that or sell it to the hipsters for their, for their eating venue, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah, wherever they're gonna eat, they're gonna make it a cool art. Yeah, yeah, project. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm being serious. You should you should make sure that you save as much as you can the pieces of Actually, wood that are reusing as much as possible. Ah, ah, fine, so fine. It's mainly just the cross pieces that are rotten. So I'm just buying new two by fours and using the same vertical mm. slats mm. to put it back up. It's just the process of going through this. So that's what I spent all weekend doing. Plus, I got to speak in church and sing in church on Sunday. So those were the kind. Of- you did the Mormon double double. I did the double double. What did you sing? What did you sing? Um, there's a, a version of "Because I Have Been Given Much" on a Kenneth Cope album called um, "Because I Have Been Given Much." No, no, the album is called "Not Because I've Been Given Much." <laughs> I can't think of the. I album got. Right I now. was given way too a, much. Uh, it's a stop, whole album. Stop full giving of really me cool, so much, <laughs> Kenneth. Really Cope. cool him, him, him arrangements. So yeah. I think the arrangement goes by by a guy named. Tyler Castleton, who I think I know, but I could be wrong. On yeah. So, um, so was it just you solo or is it choir? Just me. It'll look just at you. Solo. I know. I So I was doing, it's kind of a, so this version of Because I Have Been Given Much has a, a missionary verse mm-hmm. that's been added. So mm. it's not, you have the normal ones and then this missionary verse. And and I planned the sacrament meeting. I pushed the the the, the bishop to plan the sacrament meeting around missionary work because mm-hmm. I'm the ward mission leader. Right. So, so it was it was all all missionary work. So I sang that and then I spoke. Well, it sounds right? like it was all Andrew to me. That's what it sounds like. It's the Andrew show. Well, now. it was, you know, two ward missionaries uh-huh. and then all Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me ask you this. Did, were you able to do the thing where it's like, and there's a song that really speaks to my emotions and feelings and then the pianist is up there and in the middle of your talk, you're able to give your number and then go back. To I your originally talk or... wrote my talk to do that. And then the more and more I thought about it, I like, it's weird. I I wouldn't mind it being weird. Uh-huh. If, if, if for some, I just felt like it was going to break the continuity of sure. my talk. Yeah. 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 And it would be good for the song, uh-huh. but not as good for my talk. And yeah. I, and since the talk is the most important thing, right. The song gets right. secondary. Right. Right. Like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to entertain you with a musical number. <clears throat> what would be funny is if I sat and played it on the piano myself, yeah. which, <laughs> yeah. and then, and, and like, and just tinkled on the piano sure. for like the first half of the talk. Right, right, and right. And then sang the song and then just kind of kept going. <laughs> you just straight up musical underscore your talk. Awesome. And so then, oh. as I made my approach <laughs> to that, it was received pretty well. I think so. I yeah. think so. I think it was, um, yeah, it, it's all based on Elder Dukedorf's talk from last April about sharing what's in your heart, kind of changing what we think of successful missionary work from, you know, hey, I, if I didn't invite my neighbors, every single person up and down the street to hear the missionaries, I'm not a successful missionary huh. to sharing, you know, sharing naturally what's in my heart, naturally hmm. and normal with, you know, and being genuine about it. Yeah, that's that was really the whole thing, changing that perception of what missionary. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. We, uh, my my wife and I, we went to. Oh, let me ask you this before I get away from that. Did your wife tell you what she thought, and do you trust what she said, or is she? Uh, Andrew was great. No, no my wife is never. Uh, Andrew is great. Okay. Um, my wife is exactly honest. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes to a fault. And she and she felt <laughs> like it was good. She said, yeah, she, she, I, I got really good reports from her. And nice. she would not tell me that. She would, it would be like the most she would do to kind of soften the blow would be like, 
it's fine. Mm -hmm. And then tell me all the things that she thought were wrong. How much did you rehearse that number? She goes into the, to (laughs) the whole thing. Uh, I I think she was pleased with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. My wife and I, uh, when we got home from church yesterday afternoon, uh, or I should say a few days ago afternoon, we're recording this before it posts, obviously. Um, we sat down and we went, you know, we should probably figure out a way to pay better attention at church. That was our big takeaway. Like we were there. So prop, so props to us. Let's give us some grace, right? We got our, we got ourselves stressed. We made it to the building. We were relatively on time. We got there before the opening prayer had been said. So we were just like second, third person. playing games on your phone the whole time. Yeah. Or not, not necessarily games, but I was on my phone a bunch and super distracted and, and even uh, as we moved into Elder's Quorum, I was kind of like, Meh. you know, I was there. I was in the building, but uh, the mind wasn't there. The thoughts weren't there. And she's like, and, and to her credit, she's right. She's like, if we're not going to check in, we probably should, you know, reconsider going because there might be a better way that we could connect than all that. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Fair point. So, you know, that's fun coming from the one who's not a member of the church. Right, right. right? She's like, hey, if we're going to do this. Right. You know. That's, we got to be we got to be part of it, right? We got to right. be engaged. It's pretty I, I, it, it it's pretty fun for me not only to hear that but also like when she'll um sort of reflect things back that she gains from the meeting. Um not like oh I felt the spirit in the Book of Mormon. Yay, but like you know, yeah, that that being a better person, those treating people more Christ like, those, you know, those kind of moments that she shares and how she's like, yeah, that really had an impression on me. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I should pay better attention. I should probably. So You've you've kind of teased this in the past. Is that interview happening with you the one wife? with my Is wife? That... Yeah, sometime. She Some, so, someday. Yes. Yeah, so, so a couple of updates as people uh, are listening to this episode of the Cultural Hall. You'll notice for the last couple of episodes, if you haven't listened, first of all, to episode part one and part two of Justin Coulson, that's great. He's a guy from Australia. He is a uh, doctor of of kids. I'm not sure his exact title, but he talks about being able to engage with kids. And we also talked with Brad Wilcox. And people are like, wow, what great episodes. But also, you may notice it or you may not. There's a little bit more polish on those episodes. Uh, some breaths taken out, some spaces removed. Uh, my wife, <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, uh, my wife has uh, been taught how to edit by her sweet husband and has been, oh. given, and has been given the task to um, edit them. And then also within those interview episodes, and, and I assume that she'll probably do that with these Articles of News episodes, uh, though this is the first one, she is timestamping them to be like, oh, at eight minutes and four seconds, Ooh, this is where nice. Dr. Brad Wilcox talks about blank, or Dr. Coulson talks about kids, or... Look at this family affair be, yep. being handled. I know. That, and that's why I think that we'll be able to get her here. In the cultural hall, is I'll be able to say, babe, babe, it's for the project. It's for the it's for it's for the family project. You got to get in yeah. on this. So I I I'd be very interested to hear from her. I mean, I've never met her, mm-hmm. but everything I used, you know, you posted about her, everything. I'm I'm excited to get to know her. Yeah, to, to meet her. The way I got to know you, all over on the cultural hall. Yeah, she is about the sweetest thing in the world, and uh, makes me to be a better person. So I appreciate that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I should catch you up on. People can contact us, contact at theculturalhall.com. That's a great way to reach out to us. You can find us on social medias. I mentioned at the cultural hall on all the social medias. I went out to San Diego, California a couple of weeks ago, I guess a week ago, week and a half ago now, to social media marketing world and had my head 
filled with ideas of how to make the cultural hall better. So look forward to that in the future. So am I going to get critique on my Facebook posts now? Yeah. Please do. Yeah, I've already uh, I've already posted today and made people mad. <laughs> <laughs> I posted well, I posted a thing and and, and uh, worth sharing here though this isn't religious necessarily. Uh, to everyone who wants to use social media to spread your message. That's great. Honestly, that's seriously so great. Um, but the thing to consider is, say like you, Andrew, say you write a blog post that's like, hey, um, how you can get more out of your church service, right? It's really well written and you want to share it with everyone and you're excited, right? And let's say that you're a part of the Cultural Hall Patreon group, which you are. So then you go, oh, I want to share it there. And then you share it on your personal page. And then you share it on maybe you're part of another LDS group online. And so you copy and paste it there and you copy and paste it there. Now, here's the deal. For me, anytime I see something posted by someone within the same couple minutes and they haven't changed it, even if I'm interested, I'm like, oh, I really like Andrew. I'd really like to know how to get more out of my church service. The second I see that it's been copied and pasted, I'm like, I'm not doing that. That is so spammy to me. But if you tailor the message to like, hey, this is something that reflects back on an episode that we did of the Cultural Hall 50 episodes ago. Here's how, how do you help your church service. And then you craft another message in another group that we both belong to. And you say, kind hey, personalize the yeah, you personalize it to the people, to the group. Or you, yeah. even, or you even waited, right? Like you post one now. And then later this afternoon, you could be like, hey, you know what? I should share that message with this group. But it's so spammy, and I think that people will find themselves um, much better served if they just think about how they would receive a message. That was the huge, the hugest, the biggest takeaway for me from the conference is think about how you consume it. And this is basic, but like really having this resonate within you. Think about how you consume social media and be sensitive to that and how you share it with everybody else. I steal everything. So I post yep. I, I post a stupid joke on mine. I'm going to take that and copy and paste it and post it on the cultural hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that joke resonated. I'm posting it there. But you would but I don't think that you would be within the same minute on your page as well as the cultural. No, hall. no, that's probably yeah. true. It's usually something I look back on cuz I usually only deal with the weekends and so I usually look back on you know, if there's a appropriate joke for my page then I'll yeah, or something Sneak that really over. resonates. And even if well. it's not, sometimes it's not appropriate to the culture hall. It's appropriate. It's always appropriate for kids. Right. I never. <laughs> right. But um, yeah. But I, yeah. Sometimes I just want to post it. See, because I thought that was funny, and I want more people to see it than yeah. just people I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and things like, oh, that was super clever. I want to share that. Or like, if people follow, so I am pretentious as anything in the world. I have a fan page for me, and then I have a personal page. And then I have the cultural hall. Yeah, my DJ page too. So if I have a really, if I think I have a really clever idea, I'll do like a soft release on my personal fan page and see how it's received. And if it gets a great response, then I'll, then I'll copy and paste it. But it'll be a day or two before I post it on my own personal page. But I also use it like a, a, a stand-up comedian takes the opportunity to recraft his jokes. Like if I post something on my fan page and then I go, ah, you know, I should have put this word here and then move this here and then post this. Then I'll post it on my own page and then it's like, yeah, yeah, those were good tweaks. I made I made a smart choice moving that around. Posting online with Richie T. Stedman. Uh, my class will be uh, <laughs> online. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can do so. 
Again, this is an Articles of News episode, so maybe we take a break and we get to the actual Articles of News. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. What's up, everybody? I just want to take a quick second and tell you about Best DJ in Utah. You can find me online, bestdjinutah.com, where you will get a free quote. And I'll get that thing back to you in like 12 hours or less, or like one just now. I think her name was Emily. Like she sent it and I happened to be on my phone and I saw the request for a quote come in and I went beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, and sent it right back to her. Boom. It's as simple as that. If you're getting married, uh, maybe in the great state of Utah, or you'd like me to be at your wedding, wherever you are, you just need to go to bestdjinutah.com. I ask for a little bit of information and then I can provide that quote for you. Been doing this almost 10 plus years. Been doing it on my own now for three years. Got cool weddings coming up in Louisiana in a couple of weeks now. Just go to bestdjinutah.com. And now there are social medias for Best DJ in Utah. You can find them on all of the Facebooks and the Instagrams and no Twitter, because who tweets about Best DJ in Utah? Well, everyone should, but I don't have a Twitter. It's at Best DJ in Utah. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. I want to let everyone know, as we do continuously uh, change and tweak things here at the Cultural Hall, uh, I know from posting online on our Facebook page and getting some of your feedback, there are some of you who um, don't necessarily care for, like, the Mormons behaving badly stories that we share on Facebook, and then obviously that would subsequently lead to that you maybe don't like them within the episodes here of Articles of News. And so I have made the decision that that we will in fact still share them, both on Facebook and within the Articles of News episodes, but what we will do is we will try and put those uh, Mormons behaving badly at the end of the episode. So you can enjoy all of the episode, then we'll give you an opportunity to be like, Hey, we're out. You'll be able to check the notes for the episode and see when we come back and do, um, you know, if there's something cheery that we want to leave, an inspirational story at the end, we may try and start doing that. But we definitely will put those, quote, quote, Mormons behaving badly stories at the end of the episode so you don't have to worry about anything like that. And there definitely is uh, one of those stories in today's Articles of News. So 
Uh, know that that will be talked about, but it will be at the end. Uh, dear Andrew, I'll let you take the first story. What would you like to do? So this isn't a Mormons behaving badly issue. I think it's just more of a controversial thing that came up. Um, uh, recently, the the honor code in the most recent articles of news, you talked about the changes in the general handbook and the honor code of BYU made some changes in their their wording uh-huh. towards homosexual behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm m- mine is that students have been protesting um, protesting the change back in their in their mind. Right. But, uh, yeah, and I think and you know I'm I, you can find this the article on Time Magazine and Deseret News and Salt Lake Tribune and, or the culturalhall.com Andrew and, you can find a link to it there. culturalhall.com many <laughs> many different um, places you can find different points of view with this uh, but this uh, this is an interesting thing because my reading of it it never changed mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. but I can see where the confusion comes in. So it, it's a strange strange situation to be in because i'm not sure how people thought that it really was going to change did you really expect that on byu you're going to be able to run around and just act um that way and not have an issue with the honor code i'm wondering how that that really came about yeah i think it's an interesting thing so to fill in some of the gaps on this whole thing so what happened when the when the church handbook of instructions became public and became one volume and it's online and it's electric what happened was that same day the honor code at BYU essentially removed a section uh, about homosexuality, right? A homosexual activity uh, on campus. It essentially left a lot of people wondering, hey, there's not anything that says that we can't do this, right? It sort of was left ambiguous. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, outlined, hey, um, same-sex hand-holding public displays of affection uh, are banned. What it said was essentially that um, anything that would be like sexual activity um, would be what would preclude you um, from being able to uh, to go to school there, etc. So what a lot of people had the question of was, does that mean if I am LGBTQ that I can um, then hold hands or that I can kiss because those things aren't deemed sexual, meaning heterosexual students at BYU can, in fact, um, you know, they can kiss, they can hold hands. And so the absence of that language within the honor code led them to believe, hey, we can do this. And it led them to believe that so much to the point that there were people who went to the honor code office and said, hey, what about this? And they're like, well, I mean, as, as, as far yeah, as we see, those, as far as we, we see, see I mean, we don't see that that, uh, you know, that that would be anything that would bring you in here. Someone down on the campus of BYU actually gave a, a lecture, essentially, that said, um, hey, you know what? Uh, the way that I see this is that, you know, that these kind of behaviors are okay. Now, it didn't say these type of behaviors are okay, but it did leave that room for people to go, oh, these kind of things are okay because it's not explicitly said. So for about two, three, maybe four weeks, these things in the minds of the LGBTQ, uh, the homosexual students at BYU were like, yeah, we can do this and it's fine. So there was Twitter posts of people kissing in front of the Brigham Young statue and, and people really feeling like they were able to do that. Then, just this last week, uh, President Ballard spoke at uh, the devotional, the Tuesday devotional at BYU, and spoke about how we need to love everyone. And people were just reaffirmed in the, yeah, we we can love everyone. This is okay. We're good. We're this is going to be great. 
And then the next day, or maybe it was later that afternoon, I think it was the Wednesday after President Ballard spoke, um, there was a letter from the church educational system, which sort of governs uh, BYU and also governs all the other schools. And, and it essentially says, yeah, 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 no, N- no homosexual activity. Any same-sex romantic behavior is a violation of the principles of the honor code. And so if you can imagine for a lot of people what it felt like, whether it was realized or just self-realized, like in their, in their mind, they felt like it was okay. Like it was, it was safe because things weren't outlined. And, and I can see why they might go down that road a right, little bit. Right. Because like, like straight couples, because one it. of the comments, some, one of the comments, it seems like that came from um, the CES or at least someone commenting on it was that one of they justified it by saying, when I say justified it, that's a terrible word, but they basically said, well, unless it can lead to marriage, you know, you shouldn't be doing it. Right. 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 And I think that that's, that there's a lot of people who would say, well, there's a lot of kissing and snuggling and romantic behavior that goes on that people know is not going to lead to marriage. Right. You people, know what I mean? P- people bring up the principle of a NICMO, which if people don't know, yeah. it means non-committal makeout. And so following this Which is like BYU social. Yeah. <laughs> the B- yeah. Like it's the it's the thing that you do. You know, you're not going to marry that person, but you want to kiss. And so the contesting then people are like, listen, you shouldn't you know, it shouldn't be a big deal for homosexual couples because, you know, you, you can't do that in. Uh, so everything with a homosexual couple couples of Nickmo. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, essentially. Right. And that's what's so, and that's what's so offensive is because you will not see heterosexual couples be called to the honor code office for having a NICMO. And, and I think that I don't, I don't know that that's as offensive to, uh, and again, what do we know? We're two heterosexual men, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I guess sort of musing on this idea. And, and we plan here in the cultural hall to have um, some people talk about it. Maybe we can get Calvin Burke to come back in and talk about it, or maybe some other folks to represent. Um, people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More, more than us. Right. <laughs> Um, but that is the thing that's upsetting to them is not only does it not seem fair between homosexual and heterosexual couples, but the other part is they feel like they, they were allowed to do it and then it was taken away. Even, even though it was not expressly said, Hey, you can do this because it was not expressly said, you can't do that. I mean, think about, uh, think about how you were as a kid. And I'm not saying that this is an equality thing. But uh, or a great parallel. But But as a kid, like uh, like your parents would say, well, don't do this. And you would you would see those things and you wouldn't do the thing that your parents told you not to do. But you can sure bet that you do the thing that was maybe like what they told not you do told you not to do. But that you you know what I'm saying, that you wanted to do. I don't know. No, I I, I see your point. I mean, absolutely. That's human nature, right? We're going to push the line or change the line to make sure we're in um compliance but even if we're not um the spirit of the law letter of the law yeah the big takeaway the big takeaway for me though is that people just need to be a a a bit loving in the situation whether they feel like hey i don't know why you guys thought that we never gave you any sort of indication whether that's where they think i would never say that i would always entreat people with love but then the other side of it is you know that there there may be people who are really hurt about this who don't want to go to BYU anymore who you know feel like this is the last straw who may be considering 
um, removing their membership, who may be considering, you know, taking their life. These are all very serious things. Mm -hmm. And I think when we say flippant things online, like, well, you knew, you knew what it was when you decided to go to school there. That doesn't help. That does not help the conversation at all. No, it it doesn't. It, 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 it's not loving. It's not caring. And it's not, I mean, I think that there's ways you can have that statement, but not, but be still be loving, but just to outright say, well, you shouldn't have done it. Right. How, how many people, um, I just, I just trying to imagine, I have friends who have come out as gay and everything else. One, the moment they chose to come out, they were, they were all there and they made different decisions than two days before mm -hmm. when they were still struggling with this. Mm -hmm. How can we possibly hold someone's education, you know, forever like that? And that, right. it'd be interesting to see what, because last year on the cultural hall, you had a great um, talk with some of the people protesting the honor code. Right. Have I'd love an update on that. So okay. just a point towards you. Hey, I think an update towards how they feel and people who are proponents of the honor code. I'd like to, you know, get an update on the whole whole thing. Cause I think there's a lot to co of conversation that we can have about it. And I think it, it applies to how we treat each other at, at church, even with maintaining our own standards. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see what other people say. Yeah, for sure. That can definitely be a further conversation. Thank you. Patreon subscriber, Andrew Mayer. <laughs> see what happens when you get to be a part of that group. You get to recommend things that we do in the future. Um, this I thought was interesting. I got an email about this. I would be curious if you got an email about this down in Texas. This is from the church. Came in my inbox about the 12th International Art Competition. Did you get one of these? Yes, I did. I was looking for to see if there was writing and they're not having writing as part of it. The so. Church History Museum will hold the 12th International Art Competition and exhibition in the spring of 2022. So here's a few of the details. Uh, its purpose is to encourage the creation of quality art by Latter-day Saints, showcase the breadth and diversity of Latter-day Saint cultural production, and develop the Church History Museum art collection. Uh, the theme of the uh, 12th International Art Competition is, quote, all are alike unto God. So sort of fitting into what we're talking about. The theme is in connection with 2 Nephi 26.33. Uh, which says, The Lord doeth nothing, save it be plain unto the children of men, and he inviteth them all to come unto him and partake of his goodness. And he denieth none that come unto him, black and white, bond and free, male and female. And he remember the heathen, and all are alike unto God, both Jew and Gentile. So if you are an artist, you're interested in this kind of thing, you've got some time, but you need to start uh, focusing on it. The dates for submitting are next year, February 1 through June 1. And they expect the exhibition to be March uh, through October of 2022. You got to be 18. You can only submit one piece of art. It has to have been completed after 2018 to be uh, considered uh, valid. It cannot exceed six feet on the longest side. So it can also not exceed 300 pounds. Jeez, what, a, what are people making? Uh, if but it's they, did, they did allow movies, um, movies, me, other media. Um, so if you're, if you're, it's not just painters and, and, and that kind of stuff. So if you are, uh, if you make movies, if you make other media, you know, maybe there's a, but it, it precludes, um, excludes uh, poetry, artistic poetry. performance and music, music. Yeah. So, so maybe, uh, I don't know this. I read into that maybe in the ambiguity, 
maybe a, a podcast, maybe a show available in podcast form. Maybe that could maybe be. You could put, yeah, yeah. Hmm. You know, maybe we could put together. We have some pretty creative people on the Patreon side. Maybe we could put together something. We should come up with an intro, even if it's even if it's just for us. Even if it's maybe yeah. a little tongue and cheeky. Maybe we go there. That would be fun. Uh, what story did you have next? So the coronavirus. Yeah. Coronavirus is everywhere. Yes. The church is being affected in how many countries? And it came. It's finally hit us here in Seattle. So the church closes Seattle Temple, cancels some meetings, and this was as of March 6th. So I don't know if any more has happened since then, mm -hmm. um, but significant changes, and it's hitting us here at home. Here's my point of view. I was like, I was talking to my sister-in-law the other day, and I was like, isn't it interesting? I know they did. I doubt that they came out with the home-centered, the church-supported home-centered thing because they were worried about the coronavirus. Right. However, how how cool is it that they've established kind of a new way of doing things that you literally could go for quite some time and never have to step foot in a church mm. if needed, need be. And it, I, I think it's interesting that it followed just shortly ahead of, ahead of things. And it's almost like we're, there's some uh, inspiration or like we're being led by uh, a prophet of God or something. Yeah. A that, seer uh, <laughs> of sorts. A seer. Um, yeah, a revelator, yeah, maybe. Interesting. Maybe even fifteen of them. Yeah, <laughs> is that how many? I thought we isn't isn't uh, well, President Nelson twelve plus three? Oh, I I thought you were meaning in succession because isn't President Nelson the seventeenth prophet? Oh yeah yeah, sixteenth prophet. Fifteenth. Yeah. How many prophets but on the earth? There's prophet seers and revelators. Oh yeah yeah. There's yeah, fifteen yeah. of them. Well, technically, oh yeah, fifteen. I was thinking 16, but there's not a, a fourth counselor. Um, you know, interesting also to muse, though, because you can. I mean, I know that my stake center is enabled so that we could watch. We could essentially watch church, mm -hmm. watch it from home. There's an interesting thing with the um, sacrament, obviously. How would they how would you be able to partake of the sacrament and renew your covenants as far as that goes? That's interesting. But let me let me go here for a minute. Think about the sacrament and think about being at church. So let's say we continue to have our church services, you in Texas, me here in Utah, and think about when you get the bread and the water passed around. Those trays go from the priest's hands to the deacon's hands, and probably the priests and deacons did a pretty good job, right? They got the Purell up there, they get everything cleaned up, mm -hmm. and they're able to pass it that way. But then they pass the tray to front row people, and maybe they go individually in front of those each front row people, right? And they do it themselves. But when they go to the next row, they let go and it passes down the line until it touches That's everyone's true. hands. Exactly. Everyone's <laughs> hands on those lines. Even if they're not sneezing, even if they're not showing outward symptoms of it, then it gets to the deacon on the other side, right? Or whoever's passing. Assumedly a deacon, but for the sake of this, the other person passing. Then he takes a step back, goes to the next row and passes it down the next line. Uh, where it's able to touch and pass through anyone. You have one person in that congregation who has the virus, maybe not even symptoms of the virus, but is a carrier of that virus, and you likely have infected or Everyone. exposed a fourth of that congregation to the coronavirus because of the sacrament, because of mm -hmm. that most important thing. So here I would speculate, if we find this getting worse, and if the uh, if the church decides not 
to to uh, cancel its meetings, but that people still need to come, at least for the sacrament. I can see a time where, like the Catholics and, and like other Protestant religions, that if you want to partake of the sacrament, you, come up. you will come to the sacrament table to be able to do it. And then obviously those who are physically unable to, the sacrament will be delivered to, but they'll have the opportunity to grab said sacrament uh, from the tray without having to touch the Would tray, the sacrament table have like the sneeze guard and would it start looking like the buffet at Chakorama? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could, <laughs> but, but, I, but it is an interesting thing to see how this disease will in fact affect the way we worship. I mean, I, I agree. Already, what if what if it turns into something you could do at your house? Uh, but, I'm just speculating. Well, and I mean, in in the cases where uh, the priesthood is held within the homes, that can be. All you have to have is permission. Mm -hmm. And really, you could even have individuals come by and do it. We do that all the time with people who are shut-ins. Yeah. Right? So for the people who don't have the priesthood in the home, maybe we're we're focusing on a smaller group. You know, uh -huh. hey, we have. We, you know, we have one or two people who go and do a few, and maybe we don't do it every week either. Yeah. Maybe it turns into a once a month thing, or I don't know. I'm just, it'd be interesting to see how that works. And, and, and I think the test cases are being shown across the country in the Pacific Isles, Japan, especially, and in, in the Orient, but, and now in Seattle. Yep. Hong Kong, I know the temple closed there. Mm -hmm. uh, um, some missionaries coming home early. If they're from the States and they're close to the time that they, they would be coming home, coming home as much well, as two transfers early. And we're close to General Conference. They've made some significant changes with General Conference. Not, the international general authorities will not be coming into General Conference. Yeah, they've said, please don't come. They usually have a meeting. Maybe people don't know that. There's usually meetings that lead up to General Conference, start kind of in the middle of March as you lead toward that first weekend in April, which is when Spring General Conference is. Those meetings, they've said, nope. Don't do it. Don't come. Don't. I sell video, video conferencing for a living. And um, several of the platforms that provide video conferencing are doing really well. Sure. Sure. <laughs> because people are just staying home. And yeah. So. And, and, you, and, and then also, too, you've got companies like your Amazons and your, you know, other Pacific Northwest companies that are centered around Seattle, where 12 people have died, P.S., uh, mm -hmm. And they're just like, stay home. Don't go. Don't, don't go. To Microsoft work. sent everyone home. Yeah. No, don't come in. And they even said they'll pay for all the janitors and everyone else who are hourly. Yeah. We'll pay for you. Yeah. You don't come in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it will be interesting. This obviously has nothing to do with religion necessarily, but it will be interesting to see how that affects, uh, you know, the economy and moving forward. I don't know. Uh, revelations. John talks about this. Stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm we kidding. better make <laughs> sure and, and get out and. And get into our bomb shelter because it's time. Get your toilet paper and your, you know, all that stuff. Here's the deal. I think I think that it's serious. I think that the media needs to sell sell clicks. And so I think that there's something about that. But I also think that there's something about being respectful of a disease that kills people, whether it be coronavirus or the flu or AIDS or, you know, cancer. I think that there... So, you know, the... the, the you know, the coronavirus has several significant, three main significant symptoms that you have. And, you know, every time I see my wife, I get flushed and uh, my breath is taken away. So that's two of the symptoms. <laughs> so I'm scared. That maybe... <laughs> Baby, you're like my own private Corona. She's like, what are you even talking about, Andrew? I don't know. I tried it on Facebook. I'm going to rewrite it before I post it again somewhere else. 
That's ex- <laughs> I, I, I posted it on my page. It will go on Cultural Hall this weekend. <laughs> And I just said it on the, uh, the uh, articles boo, of the news. So, boo, <laughs> boo. Um, yeah, it, it, and interesting to see how much it affects the upcoming general conference. Whether or not, I mean, twenty twenty one thousand people, I think the conference center holds. Mm. If it continues to grow exponentially, will that you know be a hey, stay at home, watch this via the internet, listen to it via the radio? You know, well, there's you been get it some on cable games, kind of thing, like soccer games. I want to say they were soccer games. Maybe they were something else or or rugby games in some of these countries and they, the teams played, mm-hmm. but no one was in the stand. Yeah. I wonder if general conference will be that way. Could hey, be like They're going to talk to us, but we're all going to watch it over the internet. Yeah. And, and again, I think that that depends on, on how much it continues to grow, you know, in your neighborhood, the South by Southwest, which is a huge music and mm. art festival oh, canceled. Yeah. They said, Nope, not going to do it. Yep, completely canceled. So big in my industry, Microsoft has this big show, Enterprise Connect. Huge show, kind of like the CES down in Las Vegas. It's, mm. it's in Las Vegas. It's a big, big show for people who talk about video conferencing and collaboration and everything else. Cisco backed out of it this week, which mm. means I bet you, I bet you, you know, it's an international show. I bet you we won't have them. Yeah. Things, tech shows like this are going to cancel across the country. It'll be interesting. Good time to buy tickets to uh, on the airplane, though. Yep. I looked this morning to get my wife back to Utah, and uh, it's like a third of the cost. Really? On South. Like, like, I could get her there and back for less than the cost that one way was before. Really? Even just a few weeks ago. Really? So if you like, if you want to brave the coronavirus, now's <laughs> a good time to travel. Roll the dice. If you haven't been anywhere to see your family for a while, go ahead and uh, fly Southwest. Not sponsored. Um, I think that uh, it's worth pointing out, too, within all this, and we'll get to the other side of this, but the church, and especially the church welfare and humanitarian aid, several millions of dollars going to different communities where the coronavirus is affecting folks. We haven't even mentioned Italy, where uh, I think it was just the other day, um, 16 million people quarantined to their homes, like don't get out or you get arrested type of stuff. Um, So those people being locked down, I know the church and its missionaries uh, affected there, that goods like masks and um, ways to clean yourself have been sent to Italy, have been sent to all over Asia, uh, have been sent to, you know, all sorts of these communities. And so that's definitely worth pointing out that the church in in their way that they do is supporting the the effort and being really conservative and saying, hey, you know what, we're not doing this. Close and the you temple. can't buy toilet paper or Purell anywhere, but you can get M&Ms. You can stock up on M&Ms for those days that you're stuck in the house and just eating M&Ms. Yep. And a Diet Coke. Get yourself one of those <laughs> as well. Um, so let's go to this article. Let me just pull it up real quick. This was all over. And you remember, if we go back a little bit, we go in our Wayback Machine, about the $100 billion in the church, right? Mm. The, the church has a nest egg, and the, the two brothers pointed it out and said, hey, you know what? What about this? Well, a filing from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, shows that their largest investment fund had nearly $38 billion at the end of 2019. The fund, called the Ensign Peak Advisors, submitted a filing to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission on February 14th, disclosing its holdings, which included $1.5 billion each. And people have always speculated as to what the church is invested in, right? Uh, they are $1.5 billion into Apple, 
They are $1.5 billion into Microsoft. Uh, they also own $930 million in Google stock and $855 million in Amazon. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I was hoping there would be some Coke and some Disneyland. Uh, and you can get a link to that on the Cultural Hall? Yeah, you absolutely can. The filing does not include all the church's financial holdings, and the church is not required to report investments in property or private companies. But it is interesting to the note. The big rumor when I was growing up was Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Coke on there? Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. There's no Coke. There's no Disney like I thought. Anyway, a lot of people are like, No oh, tobacco companies. Yeah, no tobacco companies. <laughs> uh, but I think once upon a time, they were invested into some of those things. And at some point... Someone said, "Yeah, guys, we can't we can't be invested in these things." Can't that... be paying Philip Morris a yeah, lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's sell our Philip Morris stock and get out of it. Um, the church said last year that it has provided 2.2 billion dollars worth of assistance to 197 countries since 1985, which includes cash, commodities, and in-kind donations. So, I mean, when you look at it as a whole, 2.2 compared to what we think to be a pretty conservative. I say 33 or 35 million, 38 billion. Um, you know, that's not very much, 2 billion to 38 billion, but they, they definitely say, hey, we are doing this. There is those resources that are going out, but it will never be good enough for some people. It's kind of cool, though. I'm interested to see. I, I think it, I, when I came out, everyone was talking about it. People were like, oh, no, stop paying my tithing. There's yeah. too much, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I, I think that's exactly what they should be doing with the money, you know, saving it for a rainy day, helping people. I'm not, mm-hmm. but the church does a major, uh, a charity effort every year. They, they help in significant ways, yep. but they shouldn't be expected to deplete their entire portfolio right. to do that. They need to have the ability to run and help and protect people well beyond, um, this year. Right. Well, and so it's an interesting perspective. I've listened. There's a great Mormon land, which is the Salt Lake Tribune's podcast uh, Mm -hmm. about this specific topic. It's probably a month, a couple months old at this point, but they talk all about the finances for the church and an interesting perspective that hadn't really dawned on me until I, after I got done listening to that and was reflecting back on it. Have you ever had financial troubles, uh, Andrew? Yes. Been in, been in, been in debt or found yourself upside down in something? Absolutely. Okay. Almost lost my house. Yeah, absolutely. So, so now having had that experience, how are you after that? How is your relationship and attitude towards money since that time? It's better. I, th- I, I think personally, I, I still struggle with that. I, I think my wife's the better one of the two of us. Mm-hmm. I'm good at making it. She's good at taking care of it. Um, but yeah, I, I struggle with that because I get. <laughs> I can go from uh, wanting to buy everything I, you know, on Amazon that I can to being really nervous uh, about my next paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's just internal there. But I, I think I tend to save more. I think I tend to have a different point of view, though, in the long run, though. Right. And, and so the parallel that I, that I draw is the same thing with me. So in, in college, just quickly, I uh, found out that credit cards are really fun. And and spent and spent a lot of money, money which I did not have while I was in college. And upon graduation, we're not talking student debt; we're talking stupid debt, which was me just thinking that credit cards really never had to be paid or whatever. I promise, there's a point, so stay with me. Um, but then being faced with all that debt, 
since the time of paying that uh, credit card debt off, I refused to allow myself to get back to that place, right? It was hard. I felt like at any moment that I was going to, you know, have to borrow money from my parents, which was super embarrassing and humiliating and like I hadn't done what I was supposed to, like all these things that are kind of around it. My point to that is the church was in the hole for a really long time. And so if you consider, though not an exact parallel, but if you consider that the church wants to be super conservative because they don't want to ever go back to that almost crumbling that they did before. In the early days of the church, I mean, it had to be subsidized by new members of the church who happened to be wealthy. Mm -hmm. And we hear those stories as, you know, uh, confirmers of our faith. And it's, yes. it's weaved right into the history of the church, especially in Kirtland and yeah. Nauvoo. And yeah, it's it's interesting to read that. And, and so we look at uh, $38 billion or $100 billion, and, and the thing is, yeah, it's a lot of money. But you know why? Because they don't ever want to get to that place. Now, if this current uh, economic thing is going to be the downfall. The church wants to be able to, to exist for, for a while, be able to take care of its buildings and its people and, and its humanitarian aid and not have that dry up at the second's notice. Now, is it excessive? I don't know. It's not my, it's not my place to choose, but I can definitely understand, at least from that perspective, yeah, they don't, they don't ever want to have to be in that position again. As long as it's legal, and I think if it's illegal, maybe we have some different. Yeah. Oh um, no, no, no. I, I, hundred percent. Yeah. This is all if it's on the up and up. If there's illegal things, if the church is doing illegal things, just like if a person in yeah, the church we, is doing illegal things, there's out. no, there's no tolerance yeah. to that. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's hit your couple other stories, and then we'll go uh, Mormons behaving badly and wrap this sucker out. So I'm gonna skip ahead to another one. I'm gonna. So I, I a positive story. Book of Mormon videos are coming out soon. Yeah, how have you liked New, them so far? I like them. I like them a lot. I haven't watched them all yet, but um, I've <laughs> I've binged Picard every <laughs> single season, every single one, but I have not watched these. So, um, but I've watched, you know, I've watched the 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 Nephi ones, right? But we're <laughs> now into King Benjamin and everything else, so we're beyond Nephi. So March thirteenth, we start King Benjamin's address. Then every week after that, it seems like there's there's new videos, except for the week of General Conference, all the way up to when Alma counsels in his son in May 15th. So, hey, if you're a Netflix Hulu watcher and you're excited about new Picard and Star Trek and <laughs> um, Mandalorian, uh, the Book of Mormon, it's it's the yeah, next new put it right uh, in there bingeable bingeable uh, show coming out. Right. Uh, so, it's interesting. So the first 15 videos. They've been viewed 25 million times in 210 countries. That's that interesting. That's interesting for a few things because they're only available in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Portuguese, as I understand it. But I don't. I didn't think I realized that there were 210 countries in the world. So let's take a different argument here. How have you read them? Have you watched them? I have. I have seen one in its entirety. I think that's where my I struggle with it is that I, I kind of prefer to read them. Hmm. I feel like I'm not, and maybe I'm wrong on that. And so if someone has a different point of view, please let it, let me know. But I, I feel like I'm trying to, to read and understand what's, what's going on. Cause the stories I know, I know the stories, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there's so, you know, to me, it's looking beyond the stories and understanding what, what is being taught and, and, and coming to my heart. And I'm not sure I can do that in video. 
Maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe yeah. there's something about the performance that I might not be able to get from. Um, well, yeah. I so I think that there there's something for the video portion because maybe you've read it a bunch and you just need a different perspective, right? Maybe you yeah. are more of a visual learner. I think there, it's also very much for. Um, people who may be converts to the church or early to the church or mm -hmm. investigating the church, it really puts in great perspective. Like, hey, this this is a story, and here it is. The reason why I've only seen one uh, is I know a lot of the people that perform in them, and I can't remove myself from knowing that that's, <laughs> you know, that's my friend Dave, or look at that, that's Matthew. You know what I'm saying? Like, we I had just a hamburger like, last yeah, night. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, last time we, we had a burrito together. I had no idea he was Nephite. Like, that kind of stuff to me. Um, it tongue in cheek is a little bit why, uh, there are portions of the temple experience where I'm just like, okay, like in a big picture in symbolism, I love this. I went to high school with Satan. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it, I just yeah. I have a hard time attaching to some of those things because <laughs> of the video depiction of it. Yeah. I think that would be hard for me too. I don't know anyone. Every once in a while I'll know someone. I mean, I'm tied enough to the Utah theater and performance group. Every once in a while, I'll know someone. Never anyone big. It's like, oh, I was in a show with that guy in the back corner or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, what I mean? that extra right there is that Nate? That's not as distracting yeah. Yeah. to me. But, um, but yeah, I think you you probably have a deeper understanding of some of these people because you know them more intimately than I, I would. Yeah. Uh, did you want to do the Elder Bednar story real quick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Elder Bednar. Um, so. I love this. It's it's in the vein of, you know, the apostles calling, getting out and preaching the gospel to all the world, um, testifying of Christ. And he's he uh, spent some time in Sudan very recently. So he it says Elder Bednar visited the Republic of Sudan on February Sudan on February of 8th, 2020, uh, 2020. And I think it's cool that he's heading into these countries that I didn't even know we really had a big presence in. Right? Mm -hmm. I know it's in Africa and I know we have a significant presence in Africa, but Su the Sudan seems to be one of those countries that, I mean, do we really have a significant presence there for the apostle to go there? But apparently we do. And it's in what they say, it's in a transitionary period. Mm -hmm. And I, I, it makes me wonder kind of what other places in the country are we going to, uh, in the world, are we going to be um, making efforts um, and, and strides into that, that I don't even know about, that I maybe have overlooked or thought differently sure, about. Sure, sure. They think that over the next decade, for sure, that the majority of church growth will come from Southeast Asia and from the continent of Africa. Well, that and, makes sense. And too. just explosive, explosive amounts, similar to how we've seen or how we saw in South America in the last 40 years. They think that, that the continent of Africa and Southeast Asia will be similar. And there are millions in some places, billions of people. So exciting to see. Uh, there's there's a great video. You can find the link uh, to the church newsroom at theculturalhall.com in association with this episode. Uh, a great video of Elder Bednar uh, visiting with the Sudanese people. And it's 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 just great. It's great now, to I see. Don't, I don't mean this to be disrespectful or anything like that, but to me, it's uh, I, I like this idea is that, you know, you know, it makes me wonder if we had never um, changed that position on the priesthood, men and you know, men in the priesthood. Sure. Where we, I mean, we would be uh, uh, U.S. based, mostly well, U.S. based, the, the, and yeah. even then, not even fully U.S. based based uh, religion. I mean, it would be well. The, uh, very the, the cynic would tell you that's why we changed it. 
I agree. That's why I'm, I'm bringing that up. I think some people, but, but is that necessarily wrong? <laughs> well, it's, it's okay to learn from, uh, to me, I like the idea that we are mortal and we don't understand things the way that God does. And as we grow, the, the Lord teaches us new things. Right. And as we do, we see and we see and reap the benefits of those. To me, that's what this is going on. I know that's an apologist stance. Right. But I, I'm an apologist. Yeah. I think for me, the take is I am so grateful that everyone has the opportunity to have it. Agreed. And very sorry that for a time that wasn't the case. That's Yeah, I feel that way. So um, that has been the episode. If you don't want to hear the Mormons behaving badly, uh, you can uh, go ahead and say, wow, what a great episode. I love Andrew and Richie. That was so great. Um, we're not going to be salacious in this, but uh, the remainder of this show will be about uh, a particular man from Pleasant Grove serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So uh, you can look forward in future episodes that I'll give you this heads up. I'm sort of stalling as maybe you're listening in the car and there'll be maybe younger ears or you're in the kitchen, you're doing some dishes and you're like, oh, well, that's going to be my invitation to turn it off. Uh, but now here we go. A Pleasant Grove man serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was arrested this past Wednesday for distributing child pornography. The now ex-missionary, which is good to hear, uh, his name is Hayden Hunter. He was in Fremont, that's California, at the time of his arrest, according to the Mountain View Police Department. Katie Nelson, a public information officer with the Northern California Department, said that while he was arrested in Fremont, the investigation began in nearby Mountain View. She said it began in September of 2019 when the department's cyber detectives received a tip that a person in a private Facebook Messenger group chat was connected to more than 20 cyber tips relating to suspected child pornography. There was a suspected child porn being shared amongst those members and email in particular was attached to that message group. And so over the course of their investigation, uh, they ultimately discovered that the email address was associated with an individual by the name of Hayden Hunter. The Facebook Messenger group included members possibly as young as 13 years old. Um, during their extensive investigation, detectives had to cull through and ultimately identify numerous videos and images of what was determined to be child pornography. Uh, Hayden Hunter, former Elder Hunter, being held in the Santa Clara County Jail. And then this... Um, from Eric Hawkins, the church spokesperson. He says, The allegations against this young man are very serious and are completely against the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There can be no tolerance for child pornography. It is among the most serious of sins and something for which the church requires formal restrictions on membership, including a likely loss of membership in the church. The allegations against this young man are very serious and are completely against their show. Oh, it's just repeated twice. Interesting. Oh, no, yeah, likely Blossom. Is this membership. the first time um, you we've heard those terms officially outside of the general handbook? Uh, restrictions of membership and loss of membership. Yeah, yeah. Prior I mean, to that, it yeah, would have been just, you know. Yeah, he would have been excommunicated. I think that, yeah, this is the first case wherein we've we've heard the uh, the new restrictions. Um, the new from, wording. The yeah, new from, the, from the church handbook yeah. of, of instructions to be... But, yeah, it, but how appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we don't know what what the allegations are, but I can I can tell you they don't move unless they have some some significant evidence. Right. I was at a, a a job years ago. This is years ago, 
and we were out it was a it was kind of a construct in the construction industry and we were out working we all got a call on our cell phone we all had to come back to the office one day mm-hmm. and when we showed up we were all sequestered into a conference room and investigators were because they they needed everyone's cell phones they needed everyone who might have touched this individual mm. and i won't go into it or say the company name or anything like that yeah but and it was it was quite the quite the thing and he was arrested and and it was like they don't move until i mean they they put all their ducks in order before they move and yep. then they move yep. fast and hard so. yep so gross a B that that's going within going on within that mission and and then see that he was uh, very quickly removed. It's good to see the church move like that as well to say, you know what? We disavow it. There's no tolerance. I even, uh, I wanted to echo that statement so much that I read it twice (laughs) that there's no tolerance. So, so there's that. Uh, I think that about does it. You ready to wrap this thing up, Andrew? Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I appreciate that. uh, We didn't have to meet in person because I'm not interested in your coronavirus. Well, I was hoping to give it to you. I'll I'll cough in a um a box and send it to you. Perfect. Perfect. Make it an envelope, would you please? Absolutely. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, we hope you'll be healthy enough to listen next time. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row. Of the cultural hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. 